Hey neighbor, I appreciate you stopping by. It's a great evening tonight. Fall's in the air. Won't be long. It'll be Christmas time. But hey, pull up a chair. I'll run inside the house and get you a cup of joe. I'll be right back. Well, it's 1.47 a.m. I've had a lot on my mind this week. I actually had another podcast almost completely finished, and I will be sharing that probably in the next episode. But I really felt like it was important for me to kind of inject this thought that I came to today in conversation with my wife. But we've had a great day together as a family. My sons and their wives and my three grandchildren, we were all together Sunday afternoon. And my sons, it's becoming a tradition. Uh, They're the ones that get up on top of the roof now to put on our Christmas lights. My grandchildren, it's a blast. I sat there and watched them decorate the tree. They're getting old enough to do that. And they did a wonderful job. They're real conscientious, hanging the ornaments up with care. Uh, Their mom, uh, the two oldest grandchildren, their mother was helping them decorate the tree along with my oldest son. But it was just a blast. We shared together in some pizza and just a, a great time celebrating life together as a family. And it's a wonderful time to begin the Christmas season right now. I hope you're already getting into the Christmas spirit. I want to encourage you, do not let anyone or anything steal the joy of this special time of year. I had a big breakthrough today for me. Came this morning in conversation with my wife. There's a lot of backstory to the conclusion that I'm going to share with you now that I will not go into, though it's relevant to me to share the details may be encouraging or discouraging to you or it could skew things in such a way that the inverse happens to you in this podcast and you become discouraged. And my goal, of course, is always encouragement and to advance peace in your life in the midst of this agitated world. So with that, I want to give you what I digested, the so what from the conversation I had with my wife this morning with a desire to advance peace in your life. Sometimes you must move on and let things go. You may find the hearts of people in the streets and a certain place to be open and receptive to the good news about Jesus. Yet, if you do not find a person of peace in that place who is worthy of your message, who becomes a champion to see things through, then there is no longevity in the work of your hands in that place. The person of peace is not necessarily at the outset a Christian, but they are a key influencer and a shareholder in the community that God can use to get you to the table with those who will say yes to Jesus and enter into his kingdom. In carrying out the kingdom work of Jesus Christ on this planet, you must have people who will rise up and take responsibility to follow through with the work to completion. And you must have people in positions of leadership in a home or a neighborhood or a business or a government who buy into what you are doing. They are willing to sponsor Without sponsorship, you are dead in the water. The hard part for those of us who care is the individual needs are always before us, and we hurt because people hurt. So the propensity is to push on, double down, and declare to yourself that you will not let this thing fail. We will pull out a success. Yet the Father in heaven may be saying, move on, find that next place where God will rise a person up of peace, a person or persons receptive to your gospel message and willing to sponsor your gospel efforts through championing access, helping connection to interested people who are open to the gospel and willing to give of their time, all the things that must be in place if you are going to set up a successful beachhead in the war for people's souls. Let me say that again. I fumbled the words. But all the things that must be in place if you are going to set up a successful beachhead in the war for people's souls. I use the term beachhead in war because that is exactly what it is. It's war. 
When you start messing with a place or community that is suffering the devastation of sin at work in people's lives, you are waging war. Satan does not relinquish territory he has worked hard to control. Jesus put it this way as he sent out the first 12 disciples with these instructions. When you enter any town or village, find out who is worthy and stay there until you leave. Greet a household when you enter it, and if the household is worthy, let your peace be on it. But if it is unworthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone does not welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Jesus said that we are to find out who is worthy as we enter a town or a village. Worthy means at its core, drawing down the scale, weighing or having the weight of another thing or of like value, worth as much, of comparable value. Jesus paints the picture here then that the town or village is on one side of the scale opposite the gospel message. The evaluation is not related to a personal self-worth. The scale here is weighing your words against the receptivity to it or lack of it. If its response, if that town's response, that city's response, your neighbor's response is repentance and sponsorship buy-in, then you stay the course. If the buy-in and sponsorship are not there, Jesus said, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that house or town. Friend, every city transformation, every state transformation, every country transformation begins by the missionary whom God sends finding the person of peace in that home, that city, that region, that country, and connecting with them to set up a beachhead in that community to wage war for human souls. The gospel ministry is war. When you go into a spiritually dark place and in a spiritual sense pull back the covers and turn on the lights that expose the sin and darkness that keeps people in bondage to sin, it is warfare. Sometimes you and I do a good thing that is well intended with some success in advancing the kingdom of heaven, but it is not a great thing. Our Father in heaven tells us that he wants our time spent on great things that advance his kingdom. The litmus test for continued actions in a ministry location is more than just counting of souls who say yes to Jesus, but sponsorship by people that buy in to become a part of the team that carries the work forward into the future. The application of this truth is broad. You must decide how it applies in your life. The point is Christ calls on us to pay attention, speak the truth of God in love, and evaluate the response. If the response does not measure up to the message, move on. On the surface, this may seem harsh or judgmental, but Jesus says that the gospel has immense value and you should not cast your pearls before swine. Jesus made the assessment about his own hometown to withhold his miracle working power because of their unbelief. He made the call they were not worthy. Their unbelief checkmated his miracles. It says in Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 54, he went to his hometown and began to teach them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get his wisdom and these miraculous powers? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother called Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, aren't they all with us? So where does he get all of these things? And they were offended by him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his household. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Friend, I encourage you to take some time to evaluate the glitches, the hang-ups in your life and your ministry. Is God telling you to move on and find that next person of peace in that next town? 
You are not a failure to look at a situation and make the determination you are spinning your wheels and you need to move on. To embrace the truth about a situation does not make you a failure. It makes you obedient. Friend, 2020 is ending. Only our Father in Heaven knows what our future holds. But we can know this. Time is marching on, and God wants us to be about great things for His kingdom, not simply good things. God warns us that the loss that occurs with your transition moving on is not yours, but the town that rejects you. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 15, it says, Truly I tell you, it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Friend, the good news is God is at work in the hearts of people, preparing them for the message we proclaim. He expects for us to press on until we find the ones who will say yes to Jesus and serve him with their entire lives. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Hey, you've been listening to Glock Dog Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. I've been your host, Kenny Price. As always, be sure to check out the show notes for info on how you can email us, donate to help make this podcast possible, and all sorts of good info for your consumption. Man, if I can make the show notes scented, I'd make them give off the smoky oak goodness, the way it smells when I'm smoking a brisket. Anyway, until next time, make it a good one.